She was born brilliant, born bad, and a little bit mad. An icy hot slice of chaos with a keen eye for fashion and a thirst for vengeance. She will try to make her place in the world, while the big city will try to chew her up and spit her out. It's spelled devil, but it's pronounced Deville. She's Cruella Deville. Join in this week where we explore Disney's 2021 film Cruella and a few other topics. So stay a while and listen. Alright, so we took a look at the new Disney film Cruella this week. Um, I've I've seen 101 Dalmatians, but it was probably when I was a little kid. Yeah. I don't really remember anything about it of significance. And I think, Landry, you said this while we were watching it, but I probably remember more of the Kingdom Hearts section than I do of the movie. Yeah, everything for, I for know about Dalmatians. it is from yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and that's a pretty small section. I know you find all the Dalmatians throughout the game on the first one. Yeah. That was always so stressful to me because I could never find them all. And I was like, those poor puppies. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to be left forever. I don't know if I remember that. Are they like little like collectibles throughout the the game kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like you'd have in any RPG. Ah, uh, okay. This wasn't bad. There was a lot of sections. And this kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with Akaja. Okja. When Okja. When we get these... <laughs> when we get these animals that are like incredibly intelligent that to me that's like uh i i think it's a really weird choice that they decided to do this uh make a movie with kind of like starring her or like make her seem sympathetic in any way because like i said i've not really seen the beginnings or the the original movies but isn't she just a villain right yeah, she's just like yeah. obsessed with she's like, trying to make the a fashion. coat with the puppies the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the cartoons or whatever. So I I really liked. It. I thought it was really good. I felt like it had a lot of energy to it the whole time. Like um like things were moving pretty fast through the whole thing, so I didn't really get bored, which I I enjoy. But it felt like you know organic. It wasn't like just trying to hurry it along because it was like trying to tell too and much. There really at once. was a lot going on. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? They're able to show like you know her try um Estella. Or childhood and stuff in the beginning yeah. and stuff, which uh, I thought was cool. You know, and parts of it, it didn't feel like a Disney movie. And a lot of times I forgot it was a Disney movie. And I think some of that could be tribute to the the soundtrack as well. That's a pretty surprising Disney soundtrack. Yeah, not being like the original score, which I think was just like maybe instrumental stuff or, you know, whatever it was originally. I don't know if that would have fit well in this movie. I think for like, you know, this is like a live action too, right? Like that's kind of been their thing lately. Disney kind of redoing like these live action movies and stuff. Yeah, they just did Mulan, I know. Yeah, and then like they're um, in the works of doing like Hercules. Was it Aladdin? Aladdin was pretty good. Aladdin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't um, seen any of them. <laughs> so, so I guess there was a few people upset about the soundtrack because it wasn't like the original music. But like I said, I don't think that that would have fit as well because it's probably kind of dated by now. You know, it's like unless they yeah. just redid the whole thing. Um, you know, they just kind of felt like there was a lot of uh what they call needle drops you know like where it kind of meshes with the film like the music to make a scene kind of yeah yeah there's like a bunch of those definitely happening. wouldn't have landed as well with with classical music yeah yeah and it gave the movie kind of gave um kind of like we we're talking about cobra kai you know a few months back about how it kind of gave you a perspective on yeah. what would be a, a bad character almost you know and you know she obviously is still probably not like a super great <laughs> character but like you maybe kind of see why she's not, or maybe she is the way that she is a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like sure. it. Yeah, thought it was cool. Um, I I really enjoyed. It. I wasn't really expecting to enjoy it a whole lot, and it was like I don't really remember the last time I watched a Disney movie. But yeah, I liked it. It is in theaters right now, or you got to pay on Disney Plus to get the in home. What do they call it? In home rental or something? They call it something in home premiere. I think. Yeah. Um, oh, it is in theaters though. Yeah, I think they're actually still doing it in theaters now since they're having some limited openings for for uh, AMC theaters and things like that. I guess the CDC is saying if you're, you know, fully vaccinated at least two weeks out or maybe a month out or something like that. Yeah. 
that you're good to go in public for the most part. Yeah, they said Indoors, you don't have to wear masks. masks. Yeah, a lot of places are taking down, like, if you're vaccinating, go in the stores, most stores and stuff now, too, without a mask on, which, yeah. which I know here it's like I feel a little sign. weird about, but... Right? Because people just like, be like, oh, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says like I know like here there's a sign on the doors that are like you don't masks aren't required but like you may have to show like proof of vaccination. Yeah. But like who's gonna you know what I mean like I, nobody's asking. I'm, for I'm it. not even carrying my vaccination card. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'll pocket. carry a mask in my pocket, and if someone even just says anything, I'll throw it on because I don't really care either way. Yeah. That is much smarter. I'm I'm like I'm gonna have to go out to my car to get it because I always like don't think to carry it with me. But having a mask yeah. is like way simpler. <laughs> yeah it's because it doesn't matter either way in my opinion right, right yeah. i'd rather not carry that card on me i'll probably just keep wearing one honestly it. i mean i, I just I, yeah. I haven't gotten sick in like over a year now because probably because of that you know <laughs> right <laughs> i mean I know. everybody wearing them at least <laughs> i quit wearing one or i didn't like quit wearing one but like i didn't wear one for like I went to the grocery store basically and I like got halfway to like the door and I was like, I don't have a mask. And I was like, I'm fully vaccinated. The CDC said I could, but I, and I was like, kept walking. I like, I made that choice. And then like, I had the allergy, like last week I had like the allergy issue and I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I got the road completely unrelated, but I was like, this is just like how it worked out for me. Like, <laughs> so it ends. I uh, really enjoyed it. I kind of like Mikey. I wasn't sure if I was going to actually like it or not, but I've, I'm not like one of the adults who like love Disney movies. Like I, I did really enjoy Disney growing up Mm -hmm. and there's some that I'll watch like just for like nostalgia sake, you know, like just kind of like, oh my God, like, like Mulan is like when I didn't watch the live action, but I loved that movie like growing up, like all the songs and everything, but I'm not like obsessed with it. And I know that there was like, a couple of years ago, like the Disney, like Disney villains was like a big thing. I don't know if y'all remember that, where it was just kind of like a big like brand for them, where they were like yeah. promoting like Disney villains. Maybe it was just like a hot topic thing. I don't know, <laughs> but I it seemed like I saw them <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why whenever I felt like saw this, it kind of gave me those vibes and even like Wicked vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But so I wasn't a hundred percent sold on it like i didn't want to see it because everyone kept talking about how good it was but yeah i was definitely um i was at first i was kind of like uh but then i like set everything down and actually like sat through the whole like movie and was like watched it like without like breaking my like attention at all which was like is really hard to do yeah 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 i got a big um like a, a tim tim burton vibe from the yeah film I could see like that. I, yeah. I, I definitely could see him having an influence or some kind of. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that uh, Dark Shadows or whatever it's called with Johnny Depp. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I could oh, see that. Yeah. Claire Mortez. Yeah. It does have that, like, kind of like darker feel to it for sure. And, may, and I think even the cartoon yeah. a little bit had that as well. Just kind of the, the vibe of it. Yeah. I guess they did a live action 101 Dalmatians or at least a couple of them. Um, Dalmatians movies in 96 and 2000 and Glenn Close uh, she played Corella DeVille oh, wow. in those movies um, she actually executive produced this movie oh, um, I'm cool. sure that was something she was wanting to see you know be passed on to the next generation yeah so I almost wonder if this is supposed to be a, a prequel to those or to the uh, the cartoon or if they're all the same, I don't know. I'm, I'm I actually considered. I almost watched the cartoon, at least the first one today. Yeah. Um, but I, I just ended up not having time to do it. Yeah, I kind of wonder where it um, falls in the the timeline. You know. Yeah, the costume designer for this, whose name is Jenny Beaven, worked on Mad Max Fury Road. Did two hundred and seventeen? Or I'm sorry. 277 costumes for the principal uh, principal cast which i'm assuming means kind of like the main cast sort of not not like the extras right like the ensemble or whatever and then 47 costumes specifically for Corella. wow a lot of costumes that is a lot of costumes yeah fury, fury road's the newer one right i'm not uh not yeah it's the one with with um Tom Hardy, Venom, right? Yeah, the guy is, Venom. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the one that does the new? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Mad Max. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. 
Was that the Fury Road, or is that like what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I did not know. I've never seen any of them, didn't know anything about it, but I watched that movie, and I was like, are they ever going to get off this road? Like, I was so confused. <laughs> I swear to God, I was so confused that entire so movie. Fierce. I was like, oh my God, Damn. are they going to get there? Like, I didn't know. The whole movie, they were on that road. And I was like, is this, what the hell? That was... Yeah, so... <laughs> Those are remakes of uh, the original. Was it with Mel Gibson? I think mm-hmm. Mad Max. That's who the fall or that's who it, like a lot of Fallout stuff is based kind of around is Mad Max type stuff. That I can see sense. that. Yeah, they pull a lot of their their uh, inspirations from there. This is Emma Thompson's fifth Disney film after Treasure Planet two thousand two, Brave twenty twelve, Saving Mr. Banks twenty thirteen, and Beauty and the Beast of twenty seventeen. Oh. I actually saw the Beauty and the Beast one. That's the one with uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not Emma. Stone. That wasn't bad. Was that Emma Stone? Not Emma Stone. That was not, not Emma Stone. What's uh, our girl's name? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. Two, a lot of Emmas. <laughs> Emmas everywhere. Emma Stone's in this. Yes. And Cruella. This is Emma Stone, and there's Emma Thompson in this as well. All right. Um. See, so there's a couple of games I was looking at that are, that are coming out. One of them is called New World. And this is an MMO made by Amazon, which is like their first game huh. I think they've made. Um, I don't remember the last time I played or got into an MMO aside from like maybe WoW. I mean, I played uh, Elder Scrolls and stuff a little bit, but it's just a um, bold choice for them to do at the, out the gate, right? As an MMO for yeah, their first game. That's what I was like. Why would they do choose an RPG first? Why would they choose? An MMO, yeah, and it's it, honestly it's such like a a dead genre for the most part. There was like a big you know peak in popularity like maybe a decade or so ago of it of mmos but yeah it's like seems like yeah. an odd choice and i was kind of looking at it some of it looks kind of cool but it doesn't look like anything revolutionary or anything that hasn't been done 500 times already you know um i just thought it was yeah, especially because with the game that requires such a player base like if mm-hmm. you're gonna just try to cowboy it then it's never gonna work yeah it just seemed like an odd choice um, for their, you know, kind of the first release. But I'll probably keep an eye on it. I think it's on Steam. Um, you know, if it does good, Even I might try it out. They would release on Steam. The Amazon would release on Steam. Yeah, that also seemed a little odd, too. Uh, so, yeah, that, that looked kind of... I think they'd do, like, an Amazon-only store, Amazon launcher. <laughs> right. And maybe that's kind of the direction they're, you know, they might even go into that whole game streaming thing eventually, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that looked kind of interesting. Um, the other thing was Ratchet and Clank. So the new one, it's like going to be an Xbox or uh, an Xbox PlayStation Five exclusive. That's a bummer. It is a little bit, uh, yeah. Um, it looks really cool though. Apparently, there's going to be like this gun where you can warp stuff from like other games in there. So like, there's stuff from like Uncharted and like Horizon that you can like warp into the game. Like, I guess like enemies or like weapons and stuff. Which kind of seemed like yeah. a cool idea. Yeah, I really enjoyed the other Ratchet and Clank games. They're really cool. This one looks amazing, but um, you know, I kind of probably not played one since like PlayStation Two, maybe. Yeah, but I think kind of with the uh, you know making it exclusive, which I I kind of get. Um, you know, it's kind of yeah. kind of like a little bit of a bummer. Hopefully they, you know, put it out on other platforms, but probably not for a long time. I imagine. Another one is the Dying Light Two. Looks really neat. Um, yeah. I really like the like the world design's really cool and everything's kind of overgrown like which I would kind of expect like an apocalypse to look like it's really far in the future yeah yeah, yeah. It's like twenty five years in the future yeah it looks really cool they actually just released uh, I don't know if you remember that medieval hell raid DLC for Dying Light oh yeah they yeah. just released another mode for that game like a story mode DLC. right yeah for that yeah yeah I was gonna check it out later on at some point. So that comes out December 7th, Dying Light 2, New World, and yep. the Amazon MMO, could be August 31st, Ratchet and Clank comes out June 11th, it looks like. So I don't play any game but Fortnite, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I found a game that I was able to get a kill in, and like you're not, you can never take it away from me, so I don't Fair care enough. if it's a bot. But <laughs> yeah, there's bot lobbies. <laughs> Darth played with me for like a day and then he realized it was just bots and then he left. Yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah. Like he was involved we, in that. We thought we were merkin dudes and it was just bots. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, we were doing super good. It was all bots. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
So, um, the new season just came out yesterday. I haven't had the opportunity to play it yet, but I have been kind of reading up on everything that, um, is going on in it. So the season, it's chapter two, season seven, and it's aliens. Um, the last, so they completely changed up how they do the battle pass. And I'm not really familiar with other battle passes, but I feel like they're all like similar in the sense that you buy it. And then as you level up, you get, um, like the rewards for like certain levels. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, Fortnite, um, changed it up this time. So now you level up. You buy the battle pass, and as you level up, you can claim the rewards in the order that you decide. Yeah. So, um, so every time you level up, um, you can be do it by playing or completing challenges that earn XP. You'll earn mm-hmm. five battle stars. Um, then you can use your battle stars to claim a suite of awesome battle pass rewards in whatever order that you decide. Is this like 1986 James Cameron aliens? Is just like regular. <laughs> regular aliens <laughs> um it looks like regular aliens yeah <laughs> I, like xenomorphs um i will post it i'm just gonna print screen i would oh, get no, down on I, some I some xenom- xenomorphs <laughs> it's not that they're like they kind of i don't know if you remember meowsicle that like robotic cat imagine that as a alien that's the best way I can describe it right now. I'm almost oh, okay. like staring okay. at them. Interesting. <laughs> so I know that as like, like I said, Fortnite's the only game that I pretty much it's the only game I'll spend money in. I also have um, a creator code on Fortnite, so um, flips hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I would um, I would say that I buy every battle pass for sure. But the last couple, I wasn't like I wasn't very interested in completing them, and that used to be like my main goal. Even though, like, even last season was the, like, level 100 was, like, Raven from Team Titan. And I wanted it, but I just wasn't motivated. There wasn't enough motivation to reach all yeah. those levels for that, one, like, one skin. It just wasn't, as much as I wanted it, it still wasn't, like, cost-reward type of thing, you know? And so... I don't play a whole lot of games with those in the battle passes in there, but, like, I don't think I've ever finished one either. Yeah. I just... I feel like they kind of caught on to that and they're trying to, that's why they're switching it up. I think the level, I know it's like a Rick and Morty is like thing, like skin is like the level 100 or like the, one of the big ones on this, um, battle oh, man, pass. They're going to get a lot of, a lot of <laughs> kids trying to get down for that one. The, the Rick and Morty skin. Yeah. Um, like the McDonald's thing. Do y'all remember that? What was it? It was like some sauce or something. Shez one sauce or whatever. Yeah. They like. Shez one. From uh, the Mulan release. Oh, uh, Shish. Shish one. What is it called? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Was that from? Shish one. <laughs> Shish one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. <clears throat> That's where that craze came from, was from Rick and Morty, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I didn't know it was from like. Because, I mean, I guess the sauce was actually decent or something. Weird. You know, to be perfectly honest, I remember the sauce because I remember when that happened when we were kids, but I don't really remember it being the most amazing thing ever. Right, but the show is what made the like craze for it get all crazy. The mob mentality. That's yeah, bizarre. <laughs> That's so bizarre. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know you were into so into Fortnite. Yeah, I mean nothing wrong with that, obviously. But. Uh, yeah. Also, I didn't even bring up the llamas. The llamas move now, y'all. They run from you. What does that mean? I didn't know so there were llamas. Hunt them down. Yeah, if you run up, chase if you, them down. Mm-hmm. They'll bounce. They'll they'll jump away from you. It's kind of violent. Right? No more photo ops for in me. Fear of their, that was like in my, fear of their life or what? Yeah. That was my whole brand was finding llamas and posting pictures of them on Twitter. Now I have to like rebrand myself. Oh, okay. I get it now. The whole the whole <laughs> um the thing you showed us, the, the Fiverr pictures a while back with the llama, that oh, makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't makes it <laughs> Ooh man, those pictures were those things were tight. Everyone said go to Fiverr. Everyone's like, oh Darth said I don't trust yeah. Twitter artists. I always go to Fiverr. I paid somebody eighty dollars for that. Some Twitter artists <laughs> are bunk sometimes. Right. I paid a Twitter artist twenty dollars for that same picture. It's the same reason I'll have my homie go, Hey man, I'll give you a tattoo. Just come over to my house and bring a six pack and we'll do it in one night. You know, it's like <laughs> You're gonna end up with something you don't want. <laughs> you end up with staph infection. 
I had to tell that man to make my forehead smaller. If I was like, you know what? <laughs> At this point, just keep it. I don't want it. <laughs> he gave you a five head. <laughs> I said, could you like... I was like, are we looking at the same picture? Like, have you also like, do you know me in real life? Like, have I like, have I what I look like? Was I rude to you or something at some point and didn't realize it? And this is how you're getting your revenge on me. (laughs) Oh, it was bad. Yeah. So, well, we had good luck with like on Fiverr with our like um, header and like banner and everything for Twitter, but not me. (laughs) This is my luck. All right, and we're back with Corilla 2021. It's um it's got so much going on in this movie. It really was like I was surprised how much they were able to pack into it without it feeling too cluttered cluttered, I guess, or too so like what comes to mind is like maybe one of the Avengers films or Civil War or something where they just have so much going on. Or specifically, I guess, one of the DC or the uh, Justice League movies where there's, like, so much going on that, like, I just don't end up getting invested in any of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, They had a lot going on in this story. But it was was pretty easy to stay with it for the most part. Uh, There was a couple parts that were just kind of confusing the first time I watched it. But I ended up watching it two times. So we start off and we see the birth of Estella, which is our, the main character. And she, you, we see her mom. She has like a single mom. They don't really they keep it purposely vague mm-hmm. throughout her, her childhood there. And she gets in trouble a lot. And so she gets in trouble at the school that she's in and they're going to have to move. And they make it pretty obvious like they're kind of poor, so they don't have the money to do this. Um, so she's going to see a friend at a party. They go to this really fancy house and her mom goes to talk to somebody and basically her mom gets pushed off of a cliff by these dogs mm-hmm. at what she thinks they're chasing her and then change targets and then push her mom off a cliff. So she she's under the impression that she's killed her mom and she runs away from this party. Um, they're looking for her. And she ends up in the city. Noticed how they kind of made the Dalmatians look a little evil almost, you know, like they're like, you know, cute dogs and stuff in the original. And this one, they're kind of like growling and snarling all the time, you know, just almost trying to make them seem like villains. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she hates them. (laughs) That's Um, literally what Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I was like, I had the whole movie pegged right then. I was like, that explains everything. I was, I'm always wrong though. (laughs) (laughs) like i've said before on this podcast that like i'm really bad at like like not calling i think like i know how the movie's gonna go and i'm always wrong and that's Uh, basically what i thought when i saw like the evil looking dalmatians i was like she's gonna they're gonna kill her mom and she's gonna spend the whole movie trying to get revenge and at the end something's gonna happen and she's not Mm. gonna be able to and then that yeah. cue the next movie. I was like, I don't even have to watch this movie. Like, I already know what's going to happen. Like, I can like go do something else with my time. <laughs> but There's no after... evil Dalmatians. There's just evil owners. Remember? Um, yeah. <laughs> they're all good. Oh they're all good it. boys and girls. <laughs> Once she gets to the city, Estella is alone kind of just by herself she's sleeping and she has her dog with her yeah which was another weird thing that they gave her a dog in my opinion they really trying to steer into the like oh she's really not that bad she didn't really want to kill 101 puppies (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know in a a movie like in one movie's time um and she meets there jasper and horace Mm. uh which Joel Fry plays Jasper, mm. well, not Kid Jasper, it, and then uh, Paul Hauser plays Horace Hauser. Um, but Joel Fry is in a show that I like to watch on Amazon called Plebs. I don't know if either yeah. of you've seen it. I think Mikey, you said you've seen an episode mm-hmm. or two. Yeah. It's actually a pretty solid, uh, like British comedy, yeah. office drama about 
the Roman Empire. It's it's a bizarre thing. It's a pretty good show though. Yeah, and uh, um, we might have to check it out at some point. Paul Hauser was in uh, Cobra Kai. He was that goofy like dude, older dude that joins at, at the uh, Coyote Creek thing where he like is laying the ground yeah. and sneak attacks him. Yeah, that's why um, he's not going to be in this next season of Cobra Kai because ah. he dropped out to film this. Uh, he got the offer to basically be in this movie. Oh, okay. Um, and so in the cartoon, aren't these two characters, Jasper and Horace, aren't these her minion characters yeah, like in the cartoon as well? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they, they, uh, I think they live in that mansion with her and stuff. And, um, Hell Hall. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really so like these uh, two characters in the, in this movie, at least. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like Jasper for sure. Estella meets Jasper and Horse, and that's when they have their little grow up montage. They mm. become grifters, or uh, Jasper and Horse are already grifters, and Estella joins them in the grifting scene. Yeah, and they have their grift up montage where they glow, <laughs> you know, they do their glow up, grow up. Estella's out here, you know, making disguises extraordinaire for their, their grifts. Um, I'm not really sure how well any of those things would work but they are pulling it <laughs> off left and right and what's really funny is when we first watched this i watched this to my wife and we were watching and how she washes her face and she raises her face and she's like grown up emma stone she was down watching her face and then right before she lifted i was like and emma stone and she lifts <laughs> her face it's like her there like called it <laughs> that's funny so we have this ragtag cast of of grifters. We have uh, Estella, this sort of like brains automatically of the operation, even though Jasper was the old brains. You know, he's the the observant one, she says, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Horace, which is just the he's gonna do anything and everything needs an angle. What's for the a grift. angle? Yeah, let's say what's the angle? Yeah, <laughs> always always looking for that angle. And then Estella's dog, which is kind of a, I, I was surprised at how like little personality or how little they even used her dog. Yeah. yeah. Like her dog just was kind of there, you know, um, I'm assuming since she tries to kill 101 puppies, they really wanted to make sure that she was shown as a good person. I was so confused yeah. by that. I was like, how does she have a dog? But it's just for yeah, fashion. And so baby. many of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got little Wink, the one-eyed, patched, uh, like, chihuahua dude. Yeah. Which is pretty hilarious and is, is again, but again, one of those animals that's, like, beyond human smart. You know, this dude is, he knows exactly what he needs to do at all times. For whatever reason, Jasper decides that Estella needs to do something better than grift with them. And I mean, I get it. It seems like there's some kind of love interest there, but at the same time, maybe they're just really good friends. Right. Because they don't really they don't really pursue that at all. No. I kind of thought that there was, but then I remember that was a Disney movie. But if I remember, because she was like whenever they were stealing from like that hotel room, if you remember, um, Estella was like looking at that billboard and you know like she kept kind of just like getting caught up like looking and then yeah like then you kind of notice him watching her and then whenever he offered that to her like I definitely thought that that was going to play out in a romantic like storyline but yeah and that was about it (laughs) but fair enough that what you said about her looking maybe he always noticed her kind of not really into it and just like knew that she wanted more than what they were doing yeah oh true Estella gets this job working for, and I have no earthly clue the name of this place, but they, she, they, they, Stella calls it the most prestigious fashion store or boutique or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like you buy clothes there, Depot. <laughs> I don't know, like a coat, <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory type operation, but it's, it's for fashion. It's supposed to be the best one in the city that they're in. She gets a job there. And it's like all a touching moment. And then it pans over and she's washing floors or mopping floors. She keeps trying to make the effort at the job and no one wants to hear, you know, the, that old go of, I try real hard, but everybody just keeps kicking me back down. Yeah. She gets frustrated and flustered at one point and she gets super drunk at work. 
or after work. I, she's still at work, but she's drunk. And she goes into a uh, like a dis- window display where a mannequin would be. And she ends up redecorating the whole display, like the mannequin, the walls. There's some graffiti, some weird newspaper dress thing and wakes up. Basically, the, this is her last straw for work. And her boss is like, hey, you're you're out of here. You know, that's she's getting fired. They mention that the Baroness is coming and she's the like the tastemaker, uh, fashion designer type lady, you know, at, her word is is the ominous dominus in the fashion world. Whatever she says is 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 what the next fancy thing is. Um, I guess she was driving by it, or they didn't really make that clear if she was already coming in because she doesn't seem to like the place. You know, she seems she's right. like this is you know, an embarrassment of a store type thing. Yeah. So the Baroness walks in. She's like, "Hey, who did that window design?" The guy, obviously, she's being short with him, and the guy that owns, uh, I don't know, I don't remember, the the owner of the store, the manager, whoever's running the store that was, like, yelling at Estella the whole time and, and jumping down her throat. Yeah. Um, his name Roger, maybe? Uh, I was trying to look at that. I couldn't remember the, his name, yeah. Whatever. It's not that, right. not that important. Yeah. He's irrelevant because he has no taste. <laughs> now he, uh, uh, she she asked who does the win- who did the window display, and he said it was Estella. She's being fired at this very moment. Like that's that's a, the dumbest thing you could do. That's the, the best display you've seen here in decades. You know, yeah. And has her assistant hand Estella a card. Like, you're hired. Be there tomorrow at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., something like that. Pretty baller move to hire someone like that, right. first of all. That's, that's like, the coolest thing you could probably do. Yeah, because she's, like, be a part scrubbing of. toilets and, and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what she was doing, scrubbing toilets, I think. She goes home, they're all happy, they're excited. Horace is wondering what the angle is immediately, and they're like, <laughs> there is no angle. We're just going to get a job for Stella so she could, you know, become something while we stay homeless hobos in our grift house. Um, Probably end up in jail. Wink is very disappointed in this revelation as well, that they can't they can't steal from their work or the new work. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember the date. Did they like throw a party or something that first night or no? I can't remember what they do that first night before she goes to work there. That she shows up. Um Yeah. Do they just cut right to the, the day? I don't think there's anything prior. I don't think there's anything do. prior. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, so she shows up to this work. Uh it is, you know, super chaotic, fancy designer building. She's told to grab a mannequin and start designing looks or uh, designs, outfits, things like that. Mm. Basically, and I wonder if this is actually true, because I was thinking about this when I, we were watching it. If that's actually how a designer does it, like, I'm a designer, but I didn't really design this thing. It right. was just someone just that works for me to design this thing. Yeah. But I get cre- Yeah. Do you know it all, Landry? Are you into designing or fashion, that kind of shit at all? Absolutely That kind not. of stuff at all? No. <laughs> I have no idea I would imagine they, they probably have more of a hand in it than the Baroness did in that, because she basically was like, walks up to her office while they're slaving away, and then she walks by, and she's like, meh, meh, this is okay, but get rid of this, you know? Yeah. And said, wait, I designed... cuts her arm at one point. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, I did it again. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever made. <laughs> it's like, yeah. had nothing to do with it. Yeah, literally didn't participate at all in the involvement of it. It's like, okay, Mm. Elon Musk, chill. (laughs) (laughs) So she's she's like becoming under her or like going under her wing, like this protege already, designing cool stuff, getting her arms sliced open and stuff. Um but she notices there's a necklace that the Baroness wears. Estella notices this necklace. 
And what it is is a necklace that her mom had given her right before they went to the party when she was a little girl, and she left it at that party. So she realizes then that the Baroness having that necklace means that it was the Baroness's party. So Estella puts two and two together and realizes that the Baroness killed her mother. Mm. So she's like, oh, this isn't going to fly. Um, and I think that's when she decides she's she's basically like, we're going to grift this this place now. We're going to steal the necklace back. I want to to get everything back. Well, I think at first it's about the necklace, but it did, eventually it progresses to being about the rest of it. Yeah. But she first gets this idea um, to confront her, basically, as Cruella, which they have this cute little joke when she's a little girl that when she's being a a, a bit of a butthead to people as a, as a child, uh, Estella quit being cruel, you know, you're being Cruella. Yeah. Um, it was between her and her mom, and so that started this little thing because she has the did we even mention her black and white hair i feel no. like i totally yeah feel right. like i totally glossed over that she's born with black and white hair if you didn't realize this already <laughs> i feel like anyone who's heard of what we're talking about would probably get it but it starts the idea of this um like good guy bad guy of split personality type thing two-face you know jackal mr hyde type deal mm. um but anyway she's gonna go to one of the baroness's black and white parties as cruella and she wears uh she knows the things that distract her because they're gonna steal this necklace back i think that's the only intent at first is stealing this necklace um she dresses up in this fancy white dress that she is able to go into the party and burn the dress very Hunger Games, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, didn't we see this once before in Hunger <laughs> Games? Like, literally, even the same dress color and everything. Right, yeah. I've forgotten about that. As soon as I saw it, I was like, uh, Hunger Games did it. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons did it. <laughs> <There's some> yeah. <laughs> so she burns her dress, and it's a red dress underneath. And that makes the Baroness upset, because you're only allowed to wear black and white, and she's Baroness is kind of also a bit of a butthead. Right. Um so she's bringing uh Stella to talk and they're going to they're supposed to talk about you know or she's going to have her arrested but they're, she's like you've piqued my curiosity. You know, there's she's wanting to talk to her about who she is and what she's doing there with a point of it or whatever. And while this is going on, Jasper and, and Horace are supposed to be trying to steal the necklace and I'm pretty sure they fail this time. Yeah. Right? Don't they like they get caught yeah, Trina, she had the necklace on, I think, right? Yeah, and the, the dog ends up eating the, it, right? Is that right? Yeah, the one of the one of the three Dalmatians swallows it. So they kidnap all three of the dogs, and they're like, "We got to keep an eye on them." And Horace, if they poo poo, then you know what to do. Do <laughs> got to get that necklace out. So they basically capture these dogs to like look for the necklace, which again was weird because they were being nice to the dogs you know that i just don't understand and maybe i'm missing something in the story from the original 101 dalmatians yeah but it just seems weird that they went this direction so heavily yeah with the dog angle like they could have just left the dogs out and left them as kind of a minor role and it wouldn't have been as awkward because i mean Listen, she was going to murder a hundred puppies. <laughs> That's in the back yeah. of my mind the entire time. I'm watching yeah. her be nice to these Dalmatians. <laughs> we can't forget this. <laughs> um, so they decide, I think, then they're keeping the dogs and they decide then to double down and like really show her up at every angle. And that's when Cruella is like showing up at like red carpets for whatever, for fashion yeah. Whatever these things are. She's like, every time the Baroness is out somewhere getting some soup or whatever, like old people stuff <laughs> or fashion people stuff, Corella's out there like, boom, you know, I've captured you in your car with my dress. Or like, you know, boom, I did the thing that you were doing, but I did it cooler. Uh, basically just making her look really bad. This is when she switches to like, I want to ruin everything about her, her name. 
eventually the Baroness, though, gets to the point where she's, like, not having it anymore. She's done with everything that, that Krell is doing, so they track her down to their little grifter hobo hovel. Yeah. And that's when he's she's like, I'm, you know, Horace and Jasper are going to go away, but that's because we're going to frame them for murdering you. Um, the Baroness tells Estella that when they... They basically captured all of them. They take the dogs back or they have the dogs. Oh, they also do this weird. I forgot about this while she's showing up the Baroness at every angle. She has this weird fake Dalmatian coat made up because like the Baroness knows that Cruella stole her dogs. Yeah. And so she's like, she killed my dogs and made a (laughs) coat. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. Maybe when she got older, she got more crazy and just was like, I want to do that again, but make it with a real coat this time. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I know I get hung up on that, but it's it just, no, I mean, I just don't get it. was a big one for me, too. Yeah. I was like, the whole time, I was like, one. I don't, I thought I had this movie pegged and this is wrong. <laughs> they, they end up catching the house on fire. Krilla passes out or whatever. Um, she ends up getting rescued by what was one of the Baroness's bodyguards. And it turns out that we find out Corella or Stella, I guess, was the daughter of the Baroness. And the Baroness was like crazy. Yeah. And she was like, you know, get rid of this kid, you know, post birth abortion. Texas um, 2022. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and she gives to the ba- or to the uh uh she's like the leader of her security or one of her security guys. So he's the one that gives it to the housekeeper or the maid that was her mother or her what she thought was her mother. Um and that's what the maid was doing or that's what her mother was doing at the party was Estella's mother was trying to get money from the baroness. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um so that they could move because she had to leave with Estella again cuz she kept tra- being a problem uh problem causer. So the valet guy is the one that gives her the the key, right? Or the necklace? The John John the valet guy? So it's... Yeah. Is he a valet or a security dude? I thought he was a security dude. Maybe he is a valet. I thought he was like an assistant, so I'm just really wrong. He kept reminding me of the guy from The Devil Wears Prada. (laughs) (laughs) I I got some Devil Wears Prada vibes from this whole movie, to be honest, on some of it. At least the first half. Actually, you're not Um, the first one. A couple people have mentioned (laughs) that... um, Really? I mentioned Devil Wears Prada, yeah. So I guess, what did you say his name is John was the valet? Mm. Okay, so I thought he was like a security dude or something. But yeah, That's what it seems John like. the valet gives Estella the necklace with that has like, a. he shows her the necklace and it has a key in it. And the key opens up a box that has her birth certificate, basically Estella's birth certificate from the Baroness, showing that it's the Estella's the Baroness's daughter, basically. Yeah. And they do the whole Darth Vader thing. It's like, no, she didn't kill your mother. She is your mother. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then she gets this real convoluted plan that I'm really surprised works out. But I mean, it does. So whatever. Um, Estella decides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disney movie. Estella decides to get revenge in the best way possible to, to ruin the Baroness's name. Um, basically take the money, take the house, take the kids, AKA the dogs because she wants them for some reason. Estella goes to the party, gives everybody. And this is, Oh, and by the way, the whole burning thing that I mentioned, everyone now thinks Cruella is Cruella is dead. They think that, uh, there was a fire and, and Cruella died. So Cruella sends everybody that's going to this party basically clothing that looks like Cruella's outfit or like a representative outfit for Cruella and the hair like for wig or wig and whatnot. Yeah. Basically says, you know, this is from the Baroness and in memory of our loving friend Cruella because I guess Cruella was really big in the fashion scene immediately after those shows of fashion you know the way fashion works yeah um <laughs> so the baroness is preparing the party and i guess the baroness actually knows krill is not dead for whatever reason because they didn't find the body 
made that seem like a really weird choice to even do any of that since they knew she pulls a whole v for vendetta type situation where everyone shows up to the party dressed up like her so they're like oh there's cruella get her and baroness's <laughs> security comes rolling in pulling everybody out of their cars and they're like oh that's not her what's going on and it happens over and over the baroness toasts to cruella you know our dear friend and then Corella dresses back up in her Estella costume with the red wig and goes out to the same balcony that her mother died at. Brings the the countess out there, or the uh, baroness goes out there. They have um, a couple people in the crowd telling everyone that the baroness wants them out on the balcony for an announcement or something like that. And so Estella confronts the uh, baroness about being her daughter. Oh, she says that you were my mom and she's like that's that's perfect that's why you were so great at all this right that's right yeah again just taking credit for things you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's me yeah because you're from me that's why yeah. you're so amazing that's what, that makes so much sense yeah <laughs> it's like oh my god and like we can fix this like give me a hug it's like you're not gonna push me are you oh yeah it's like oh don't be silly dear girl and like you're an idiot and then pushes her right. pushes her off the cliff She's just a dreadful um, character, the Baroness. <laughs> really is. Yeah, terrible. It, it makes they had to make a terrible enough character to make someone that's gonna kill <laughs> or wants to kill 110 puppies. Yeah. 101 puppies. I always thought it was a thousand and one, so I'm really confused. <laughs> that'd be so many puppies. <laughs> Could you imagine the stank from that many puppies? Oh my, oh my god. god. John Wick wants to know your location. <laughs> <laughs> um so she then uh, unfolds the whole plan. Basically, Estella willed all of her earthly possessions to her best friend, Cruella. Mm -hmm. So when Estella died and the Baroness went to prison for murder in front of all the people, um, all that money went to Cruella, which I think they would have froze the money probably while the Baroness was in prison, but whatever. Yeah. So Cruella gets the the Hellman house. Cruella gets the money. Cruella gets the Dalmatians, the the car. The Baroness goes to prison for probably ever. And uh, she takes off the man on the sign. And she becomes the Hell House. And that sets up what I believe to be where we find her for 101 Dalmatians. Except many, many years in the future. Do they find she's Corolla's still like eighteen in this? Do they find Corolla's dead mother's body at the bottom of the cliff <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> when, when she dives good, in there? That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, mom, it's like a little like it's like a skeleton, just like waste spot. Yeah, <laughs> a little oil slick on the rocks. Um, do we want to talk about the after credit scene? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. After the credits. Corella gives Anita Darling, who is the reporter throughout the movie, and Roger, who is the lawyer throughout the movie, puppies, uh, Dalmatian puppies. And I believe, like I said, I've not seen this movie in years. I think Anita and Roger are the the humans in 101 Dalmatians, mm -hmm. and they meet each other walking those dogs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That, yeah, vaguely. <laughs> rings a bell. So do I? Th I think this is really good. First off, um, I I I liked the the pace of the movie. Even there was so much going on, I feel like it wasn't rushed. Still, you know, um, I liked the characters a lot. The cast was was really cool. I think they did a really good job casting everybody. Um, I do think it's odd to kind of um, if they're gonna like deep dive into more villains and kind of make them out to be, you know, like. I do kind of feel like Disney's trying to convince everybody that a lady that wanted to murder puppies is just misunderstood in a sense, <laughs> you know, like to kind of echo that whole thing we've been talking about this whole time. It's like, she was kind of a, a terrible person, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if this is going to kind of open the door for like, you know, we're going to get like an Ursula movie or like a Jafar movie or, you know, <gasps> oh my lord, <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, um, but aside from that, and you know, there are a few Scar like, movie, yeah, Scar movie, right? <laughs> he wasn't just like a crazy uncle that wanted to be king. Like maybe he had a reason. Who knows? Um, yeah, but I think 
there are some holes here and there, I think. And do I think the movie was necessary? They probably not. They probably didn't need to make this movie, but I mean, it's fun. I think uh, for what it is, it's a lot of fun to watch. And I enjoyed it. And yes, I do recommend it. I just want to say okay. that um, Ursula and King Triton, obviously there's some backstory there that we don't know. So I'm like, Complete team. He, he had a little tentacle action at one point. Oh my god. <laughs> <He had a> little... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely want to know like what the backstory is on that. I, when you said that, it literally I was like, you know what? I've always wondered that. <laughs> also, well, we like kind of going <laughs> uh, hopefully. Um going back to like the Kingdom Hearts reference, I don't know if y'all ever played the Little Mermaid like world. But the Ursula, like, boss scene is the scariest, like, scene I've ever fought, like, game I've ever played in my entire life. It, like, haunted me. But anyways, so (laughs) I would. She was creepy. Yeah, and you're, like, so tiny, and she's, like, huge, and that's just, like, scared me of oceans forever. I don't know. I can't describe it. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, that was a really scary scene. Or, like, scary, just, like, fight. But um, I did think that this movie, yeah, um. I I agree that maybe the story didn't have to be told, but I I did enjoy watching it the entire time. Yeah. Um I thought it was interesting. I was kinda confused by and I think that kinda just like plays into it where it's just like there it's I don't even think she's like a great character, like she's just like bad, but then it just kinda shows that just because you're not a good person, like you can still like have some justifiable actions sometimes depending yeah. <laughs> like no, i'm not saying everything she was justifiable but you know what i mean but yeah so i didn't like i will watch it again like i did like like i said i did enjoy it um i want to i was selling it to um my dad so whenever uh ben gets here we're probably all gonna watch it again together that price though i don't know if i'd recommend i might wait really? or maybe if we go like to theaters and see it i could justify yeah. like tickets for that but i don't think i would I think I would wait to watch it again. Right. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to take two people to a theater, that's 30 bucks already. Pretty much. Oh yeah. But yeah. I haven't been to a theater in like a year, a year and a half. So it's like, at least it's like, yeah. you could like to go out again. Maybe if this was like, if I, and I was never a big like movie watcher to begin with, but, or like go to the movies like person but i think it's kind of like i haven't been so i was like if i'm going to spend that money i'm going to go do something i haven't got to experience in a while i think it's a good alternative for people that don't like to go because i don't particularly like going to the theater either and i think um darth made a good point it's kind of what it would cost you know to watch it you know with a couple people yeah i am you know i i understand what y'all are saying about some things not needing to be made but you know what movie does need to be made? Almost none of them do. I think it was told well. I think it had a killer soundtrack. Uh, it's definitely a kid's movie. If you go into it with that mindset of just expecting that, you know, a few adult jokes here and there, but mostly just a child's movie. Um, it wasn't bad. Emma Stone was good. The rest of the cast was good. Mm. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. But um, Thumbs up all around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some thumbs up. That's it's refreshing. You know, we've had some a little bit of uh, mixed results these last couple weeks, which that's not always a bad thing. But nah. And you know, I look forward to the next thing that we're gonna watch. Yes, absolutely. So join us next time for Geek Squad, where, where the, the geeks, geeks talk. talk.